men, boys. She said hamburgers, but I know she's got some more goodies along with it. <clears throat> Invite your friends. You know, we've got, our country's full of people that think they've got enough God to get to heaven, but they don't have enough to get them to church. And there's something wrong with that somewhere. And I pray, bring them. Let God, let the Holy Spirit minister to them. I promise you we'll have a good time. And uh, Jack Ritchie pastors over at Happy Hill. And uh, he'll have a good word for us. I'm glad you're here today. Got some things I want to share with you. And... Uh, Get my papers turned over right here. I want to read you part of a devotion I read every day. It's from John Maxwell. It says, we, <clears throat> we live in a society with a destination disease. Too many people want enough to arrive, and then they want to retire. My friend Kevin Myers says it this way. Everyone's looking for a quick fix, but what they really need is fitness. People who look for fixes stop doing what's right when the pressure's relieved. People pursue fitness, people who pursue fitness do what they should no matter what the circumstances are. People who are continually improving themselves are intentionally learning something every day. Lord, so I pray you've already got something today. <clears throat> we still live in this world that a uh, lot of chaos in it, but God's on the move. There's all kinds of things you can read and hear about I feel for a man the Air Force been in 19 years was going to retire at 20 but they're kicking him out because he won't take the shot so he doesn't get his 20 year pension you know there's just a lot of things like that what about the leader of the United Kingdom Boris he's stepping down uh, Dixie said she thinks maybe he was asked to the Japanese former leader was shot and killed this week. So I, I mentioned Flashpoint to you. It's a good place to watch and get some news. And it's on Dish. And uh, it's, on, it's on every place. But it's on Tuesday night and Thursday night at 7. 265 on Dish and 366 on Direct. And Kenneth Copeland's channel. It's on everywhere. But also, <clears throat> did you hear this? A Democratic congressman even called out Biden for s sending American oil overseas and yet begging the Saudi Arabia for more oil. No, it, that, that's about the way it operates. I, I agree with Bill Morrow. I heard a, a thing from him this morning, one thing. I think he was talking about letting these little kids make all their decisions. 
He said, at eight years old, every boy wants to be a cowboy and every girl a princess. He said, I wanted to be a pirate, but I'm really glad my folks didn't take out one eye and cut off a leg now. <laughs> I agree with him on that. <clears throat> oh, here's one. The parents call the police when an 18-year-old man shows up with gifts and flowers for their 11-year-old daughter after a year-old Snapchat relationship. I'm telling you, it's out there. Pray for Justin, Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He was really harassed while just out having a dinner. Democrats think that's really great. But our God is on the throne. He rules and reigns, and He is getting us through it. And he is just using us to help change these times. We've had a couple of meetings here this week. We had a good, good prayer meeting Friday with uh, Nancy and Keith Huff. Huff came up and shared some things with us and about the education system and how to pray for that. We had about, I don't know, 15 or 16 here yesterday morning for our pastor's meeting. So, I mean, God's on the move in our our region, and we just need to keep pressing into Him. Let me read you one more devotion before I read you some word. And this is by Francisco Finlon, F-I-N-E-L-O-N. He's from France. He was a priest. He lived, uh, well, he died in 1715. He probably wrote this in the late 1600s. Your spiritual walk is a little too restless and uneasy. Simply trust God. If you come to Him, He'll give you all that you need to serve Him. You really need to believe that God keeps His Word. The more you trust Him, the more he'll be able to give you. If you were lost in an uncrossable desert, bread would fall from heaven for you alone. Now that's our God. There's an unusual scripture, I, I think, in Hebrews, I believe it's in Hebrews. It says, labor to enter into his rest. That you have to work to get into rest of just believing that God's got it. He's got what you need. And we just get in His presence and just stay. And yet, there's a way to do that and then still be about your everyday things. That's possible or the Lord wouldn't say that. He knew we all had chores, we had jobs, we had families, we have responsibilities. But to be able to stay in that rest and to trust Him. Well, you can say, I've been trying to work on that. I want to stay there. I want to look, show you a scripture out of Judges. I want to read some out of Judges this morning. Judges chapter 3.
Now these are the nations which the Lord left. Now this is after the children of Israel. They're in the promised land now. They've already, for the six years, they've had wars. They've took over, I think, six countries. They've captured 31 kings. But the Lord left these to test Israel by them. That is, all who had not experienced any of the wars of Canaan. There's always a generation coming up that doesn't know how to war. And what they did in the physical, we're to do in the spiritual. So you've got to learn how to do spiritual battle. And this is an example of it. Only in order that the generations of the sons of Israel might be taught war. Those who had not experienced it formally. Those nations are the five lords of the Philistines, the Canaanites, the Sidonites, the Hittites, who live in Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal Hermon as far as Lebanon. They were for testing Israel to find out if they would obey the commandments of the Lord which he had commanded their fathers through Moses. The sons of Israel lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, Perizzites, I want to say termites, Hit, Hivites and the Jebusites. And they took their daughters for themselves as wives, gave their daughters to their sons as they served their gods. The sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God and served their Baals and their Asherahs. And that Asherah is a, a, a female goddess that they worshipped. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel so that he sold them into the hands of Cush Rishathaim, king of Mesopotamia. And the sons of Israel served Cush for eight years. God had gave them commandments about not marrying into other tribes. He wanted to keep that race. And he knew what would happen. He knew they'd be led off. He gave them their commands, and yet that's just what they did. And we live in a nation that was founded, and people came here to get away from Religion, they got it came to get away from government that wouldn't allow them to worship, and they founded this country on God and His Word. And we're just like the Hebrews, we have got away from it. Now, maybe you haven't. I know a lot of us hadn't. I know there's a lot of disciples in here, <clears throat> but we're surrounded by those that have gotten away from it. And we need to keep praying for our nation. So, what would ha how would what if a foreign country came in here and we were under that domain for eight years? Can you imagine that? No, we can't imagine that. But that's what happened to them. Then, verse nine. The sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. 
And the Lord raised up a deliverer from the sons of Israel to deliver them. Othaniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. Now, you may remember Othaniel. He was in Joshua chapter 15, 17. Joshua, I mean Caleb at 85 was given that mountain. He ran the giants out. But he come into something he was having trouble with. And he said, whoever takes that, I'll give my daughter to him to marry. And that's where Othaniel first came. And he's the one that broke through and, and captured that. So he married his cousins, what, but which was very common in that day and time. But I think, see, he raised up someone from among them. Now I'm going to tell you there's more gifts and talents in here. And I'm calling them out. I'm calling the, the gifts of the Spirit out. They need to be functioning. Some of you have words and uh, you're not sharing them. You're not saying them. But this man led Israel. It said the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he judged Israel. When he went out to war, the Lord gave him Cush. He gave him that land and they prevailed. And verse 11 says, The Lord, the land had rest for 40 years. 40 years. Oh, but there's verse 12. And the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord strengthened another king, the king of Moab, Eglon. They came against Israel. He gathered to himself the sons of Ammon and Amalek, and he went and defeated Israel. And they possessed the city of the palm trees. The sons of Israel served them for 18 years. We're just slow to learn sometimes. I've been guilty of it. I've got it. I've had it figured out. I told my brother, look, we can, I've quit doing that. We can quit doing that. You can quit. It wasn't long until I joined him again. I mean, it wasn't his fault. But I, I mean, we, we've all had, had that. We understand that. But to see it, how it has affected our nation, and to see that God has given us the rights, and He's given us everything we need to make changes in Skytu, Spirit, these counties, this region, Oklahoma. There'll be changes made today. We'll, we'll make some decisions that will affect lives. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> I, I pray we all take our places, whatever that is. I'm just telling you, be led by the Spirit of God and how he wants to use you in his kingdom to advance his kingdom. Lord, we want... <clears throat> see, I don't believe that's happening to America. But you know what? There's been a great church in Ukraine, and I don't think they thought it could happen to them. And Russia's moved in on them. I pray it doesn't happen here. But it could, it will, if salt and light doesn't prevail. 
if we as believers don't take our places. And I, I know you're praying and believing. And I just challenge you in that. I challenge you men to come be with us tomorrow night and, and bring someone with you. And I, I pray for Ukraine. I pray for those, the innocent people over there. I pray for that leader to make a change. They've got a man that wants to be a woman leading that country. I mean, this is a mixed up place. And it's wrong. And it's our government flaunts it by putting people to lead departments that are contrary to the Word of God. It's like waving it in God's face. That's why we're standing up for this country to get this government. Lord, deal with them. Deal with them, Lord. Do you have a Bible verse as a goal? I mean, there's not just one. There'd be many. Have you got a verse that you, you just look to? Something you want to attain to? You need one. Ask the Lord to show you one. I'll give you one. Romans 8, chapter 14. You know what it is? Come on, you know that verse. You can put that verse up. Those that are led. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Don't you want to be a, called a son of God? Don't you want to grow up to that place? That's, that's one of mine. These are the sons of God that are led by the Spirit of God. So obviously we've got to be filled with the Spirit. We've got to know the Holy Spirit. And that, as Angie said it earlier, it's a process. It's a process. Hunter, bring your dad tomorrow night. Get, uh, get Kevin. Get him to come. I'm gathering them up. We had the county commissioner here yesterday. He pastors a church also. He'll be back tomorrow night. But what about, what's your verse? What's the verse you, you like to stand on? These are the sons of God that are led by the Spirit of God. Listen, there's people that are saved. They're going to get in heaven. But they're not going to make a difference in the kingdom of God while they're on earth. And they're not going to walk in what God says they can walk in without being um, becoming a disciple of Christ. Look at that verse 19. For the anxious longing... Of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. The earth's crying out. The earth's crying out. Where are the sons of God? And get ready to give me an amen or oh man. Oh me. Where do you fit in this? Are you a son of God? Are you led by His Spirit? The creation's even crying out. For the sons of God to arise. See, it's a faith walk. Faith is to the soul 
what the five senses are to the body. That's a, that's a quote from Andrew Murray. By faith alone, we enter into communication with God, with His Spirit. Our soul responds to faith. <clears throat> One of those songs this morning, I think Steve had a line in there about we're, we get free from our soulish ways and get led by the Spirit of God. And yet, there's turmoil, there's things, there's battles that we walk through. But your soul responds to faith. That's why I love Psalms 27, 13. It says, I would have despaired had I not seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. Then it says, wait on the Lord. Yes, Take courage. Let your heart be strong. Wait on the Lord. But I would have despaired. And there's a lot of people in despair over just what they're, what they're seeing. The prices and all, all these things. That's why we've got to have our faith in God. He's going to get us to a place where we're not going to panic. When that fear wants to, and it wants to stop you. It wants to shut us down. This is kind of an... Lord reminded me of this yesterday. This is kind of an anniversary. 35 years ago, I was going through a big change in my life. July of 87. Mariah, you were about two months from being here. I'd, my, our horse business had been great, and yet there were, it was there were some changes, and I could see some changes. And I'm, and I'm, Rex Jordan came to me and said, "Why don't you have a sale? Why don't we have a sale?" He was kind of into that, and the Lord used him to plant that for me to really get thinking about whether I should do that or not. And that's probably one of the hardest decisions I ever made. I mean, we got right down to a certain date, and I had to decide, am I or not? Dixie was supposed to go to a ladies' meeting, and she said, you want me to go, or you want me to stay here with you? And I said, I'd really like for you just to stay. I mean, that was, that was what we were doing, yet, you know, the Lord had already spoke to me about preaching. I wasn't putting that off with the horses. But it was just part of that change. And there were some other people I invited, and they had horses in the sale, and we sold them. And I told them I'd offer the stallions. I didn't say I would sell them. And we did not sell them. And I told the people, I said, look, if there's anybody really interested in them, come talk to me about it, and we'll work out something. When I said that, the whole crowd just clapped that I wasn't selling them. But it was a big change. Early that year, I'd always just borrowed money in my business to operate on. I'd borrowed, I think, $30,000. And uh, the ones I sold brought enough to pay for that. You know, I thought maybe they would bring a lot. The older horse, one guy asked me, he said, if we'd come, if, if he'd bring up to like, 30000 would you sell him? 
And I told him I would, but he didn't come. But it was a different day for us. I mean, it was a change. Things didn't work out the way I thought it should. But you have to walk through those times. You learn going through those times. They were hard for the whole family. There was a, the Quarter Horse News. I don't know if I'd advertised in them, but they wanted to cover the sale. They wanted me to send them a list of what everything brought, and they finally called, and I said, no, I'm not sending it. I just didn't want to do it. Because someone I invited to bring a horse, their horse was the highest priced horse we sold. I didn't realize what a pride thing that was for me. My pride didn't like that. That's those things that go, where we get exposed in things. I mean, life is, God's, he's good about that. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, yes, I love you and I trust you. I've told you that so many times. I'd say that when I'd hear Manly Beasley teach on faith and money. I'll never be shaken again, and I didn't until the checkbook got low. But you go through that till you... I mean, he's either got us or he doesn't. Come on. We can go home and eat popcorn if there's nothing to this. But we know he's real. He is everything. And we cannot forget the price he paid. And I'm telling you what, though, and it's so easy to be more concerned about what I'm about than what he's about. I heard a story one time of some people that lost a, a child, and they just seemed like got through that real easy. And someone went to them and said, how do you do that? They said, we realized we were more concerned about our son than we were his son. We're more concerned about what he hadn't done than what he has done. How's that? He is faithful. He is believing, whether you're in Sweden or Skytook. He's doing everything we're believing him for. So you've got to press into Him. You've got to spend time with Him. You need to spend time in His Word. You need to know Him. He responds through faith. I've got one other passage I want to read you. And it's in the book of James. James chapter 1. Verse 19. This you know, my beloved brethren. But everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted. I think that means into you, which is able to save your souls, but prove yourself to be doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Listen. 
going to church won't do it. It takes taking what you hear and acting on it. it to be implanted in you. How much of the Word, what did the Word speak to you? Let me make a little detour here. Did you read Proverbs this morning? Read, read that 10th chapter. That was for today. It says, Ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. Being a righteousness, a righteous person delivers you from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous to hunger. When you hear these food shortages, you better snuggle up with God. If you're a righteous person, you're not going to go hungry. Is that true? It's true. That's verse 3. But he will reject the cravings of the wicked. Verse 22. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. That was in today's proverb. Verse 30. The righteous will never be shaken. The righteous will never be shaken. Are you righteous? Are you one of the sons of God? The righteous will never be shaken, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. See, we've heard the word. We say we read the word. But what about being a doer of the word? Thank you, Dean. But prove yourself doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of a person he was. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty. We talk about freedom and liberty. Listen, if you're in Christ, you ought to be free. And if you've got things that have got you bound, we'll help you work through those things. We've had to work through things. We continually work through things. But there is a law of liberty. And abides by it, <clears throat> not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man, woman, young person, child, will be blessed in what he does. Those that do the Word of God. I don't care how much you read the Word, but what do you do with the Word? What does the Word do in you? What difference does the Word of God affect you? I was blessed just reading through Proverbs to those verses that I, I just read you. The Lord will not allow the righteous to go hungry. He is just a faithful God. That's who He is. I want to close with this verse. And the Lord was confirming His covenant with His people in the book of Exodus. In this verse... 7 of chapter 24. It says, Then Moses took the book of the covenant 
and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. What do you have to say about that today? Let's just stand. How does that verse fit your life? Can you say that verse? All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. We will be obedient. That's one of those verses that ought to be a goal. See, where does that fit? You want to be a disciple, those verses, they, they speak volumes. All the Lord. The people responded and said, All the Lord has spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. I challenge you to get in the Word of God. Let's just say that together. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. We will be obedient. Lord, we just welcome you. Lord, I thank you for our church family. I speak blessings over it. Lord, I pray... Holy Spirit, have your way in all of our lives. You guide us. You lead us. You show us things you want to add to our lives. Lord, you show us things you want to take away from our lives. Lord, we've come to do your will. In Jesus' name. Whatever the Lord's saying to you, just respond to the Lord. If you want to come to the altar and pray, if you want someone to pray for you, if not, let's just worship Him. We're in His presence. He'll do everything you believe Him to do.